You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. I have the privilege of filling in for Pastor Ryan. We're just at the tail end of our series, All and Nothing. Did you enjoy that series? Astigano, just to know that you need nothing but Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ you have everything that you need. All and nothing. In fact, I'm kind of in a difficult position right now. Because after such a series like that, where we see the transcendence of God, the imminence of Jesus, that He is everywhere and everything is bound up by Him. Suddenly we talk about missions. I know last week we talked about missions too. That as you are overflowing in abundance, you just can't help but share the good news. At the end of this message, I am going to ask you to either give to missions, pray for missions, or join missions. Tapos na Ang yun pang ending. <laughs> but if you were also like me last year, you're probably thinking this. Because if I was in your place right now and I'm listening to this, I'm probably think I would be thinking, Alam mo, Pastor, I'm, just, I'm thinking of so many things. I have so many concerns. I have bills to pay. My wife got sick. My, my kid has, needs tuition. You know, and maybe I'm even coming from a, a, a bad breakup. Maybe even a divorce, or, or maybe, maybe you're going through something, oh, terrible, so terrible, right now. And now you're gonna ask me to join that? I have so many, I don't wanna call them problems, maybe let's call them, let's call them concerns. I have so many concerns. Well, guess what? You know, there are concerns everywhere. If you take a look around all the world, there are people with many other concerns as well. Let's take a little trip. Let's go to Japan. In Japan, their concern there is the suicide rate. There are about a hundred people who die every day through suicide. In fact, the concern of the government was that there were so many people throwing themselves in front of bullet trains that they made it so hard for their family. Their families had to pay to clean up, to maintain the bullet trains. Para lang maiwasan yung kamag-anak nila na ganun ma-depressed to throw themselves. But they would find a way. Right now, ang usupu sa kanila is what they call the suicide forest. They would go there instead. That's their concern in Japan. Beautiful place where they would put the latest technology, the latest life with traditional honor. And yet that's what they're going through. Australia. Their concern there is alcoholism. As young as 12 years old, they're... they're they're, well, they're influenced to imbibe minum. In fact, there, there's even a mall there that, you know, imagine SM selling nothing but liquor. And you get a concern But it's a land of such vast space and a strong people. Yet this is their concern. Let's look at South Africa. A strong nation, one of the oldest people. And their concern is, you all know, racism. That's Nelson Mandela on the, on, the, on the wall. And I wonder what he would think. Nelson Mandela was the one who won a Nobel Prize for his efforts to, for, to, to, to build peace in his country. What would he think to see the houses burning? Children at 12 years old trained to hold a gun and kill another tribe. Racism. A grave concern. Look at this, one. Look at this nation. That's not Lord of the Rings. Okay, that's, that's China. China. A nation where kingdoms were built, dynasties. Their concern there is overpopulation. 
They almost constitute almost a tenth of the world's population, numbering into the billions. You know, for them, malit ka sa trabaho. If you're late for your work, there are about a thousand people ready to take your job. So for them, work is the excuse for anything. Can't go to church, I have work. Can't play with my kids, I have work. Overpopulation, grave concern. Let's bring it all back home. Here in the Philippines, we're known all over the world for our smiles, for our warmth, for our natural resources. Looking at all you, you, you can see what the world likes about us. But what's our concern here? It's poverty. You probably have heard that 80% of our population are living below the poverty line and only 80% have access. That 80% have access to only 20% of our resources. Education, health, poverty, a great concern. In fact, we're probably, some of us are affected by that right now. Pastor, and dami natin concerns. You want to talk about missions? Dito palang. But the answer to all these concerns is this. Why don't we read it together from Romans 10? One, two, three. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be, will be saved from suicide and depression, saved from alcoholism, saved from the crushing problems and pressures of overpopulation, saved even from poverty and the pressures and, and fear of it. Can we be saved? Yes, the gospel saves. But how? How can they call on Him? How they can call on Jesus if they have not believed? How can they believe if they have never even heard of Him? And how are they going to hear unless someone's going to go there to preach? You know, it's okay to read about Jesus in a book and maybe see on the podcast, but there is something different about someone crossing the border and going to preach Jesus Christ Himself. There's something about the incarnation and authority of Jesus Christ that comes in a preaching. How? And how is that person going to go there if we don't send him? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news? Who wants to preach the good news? Yes, the gospel. The answer to all our concerns, even right now in our homes, will always be the gospel. Not a new president, not a new system, not more money, but the gospel. I'd like to invite everybody to stand up. Hindi pa po yun yung word. Let's go to the book of Luke. And we will see what the heart of Jesus for this thing called missions in the, in the church that he himself started. In Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 2. We'll follow yung sinusulat ni Doc. Si Doc Luke po yan eh. He is a doctor. And he followed the exploits of the apostles and disciples through their missions in the book of Acts. So susundan po natin siya, ha, yung sinulat niya. So let's go through Luke and what Jesus did after he sent. Everybody say sent. Okay, he sent 72 others. After the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him two by two into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are Therefore, pray earnestly 
to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Let's follow and skip to Acts 1.8. After they had seen what had happened, Jesus was crucified but came back again. And now Jesus promises, picture the scene, Jesus rising back to heaven and him finally, his final words to his disciples saying, let's read this together, you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and where else? In all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth and to the ends of the earth. Finally, let's go one more time to another chapter, Acts 8.1. And Saul approved. He was talking about the death of one of the first early Christians, the disciple Stephen. And Saul had approved his execution. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all, what? Scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Father, that's kind of a sad note to end the text. But we believe your word is living and active and breathing and powerful and authoritative. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ that there is no pressure on me right now to preach. But we know your Holy Spirit will do his mighty work. I pray earnestly, Lord, that I disappear. And may you speak to your people. They're right here. They're your people. And you are our God. Would you share your heart for the nations to us? And let that be a clear revelation of who you really are. May you bless your children. May you bless your people. We give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Sometimes for us, it's not easy just to cross a border of shaking someone's hand, no? We sit each other beside one another every single week. And to know their name and to share the blessing and goodness of Jesus sometimes. Kind of want to break that, that kind of awkwardness for a while. Joining missions. What can we learn from the text right now? Let me tell you this. Let me give you this. If you're here and you always wondered, Lord, anong gusto mo sa akin? Anong plano mo sa akin? Lord, I've been waiting and waiting for a promotion. Lord, I don't know what to do with my career. I don't know where it's going. Lord, am I finally going to find the one in the wildfire getaway? <laughs> Will I have children? Will my family finally accept me? You know what? God's purposes and His plans... You'll find that out in his mission. God's purpose is found in his mission. Going to the text again, knowing that the Lord sent them. Everybody, once again, everybody say sent. sent. We're going to talk about that word sent and the Greek origin of it. But the confusing thing about that word sent is that it has um, two meanings in the Greek language. Say so This here, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. That word send comes from the Greek word apostello. Sige, para medyo alam natin theologian tayo lahat. Can we say it together? One, two, three. Apostello. Ah, para you can tell when you go to your friends mamaya. Uy, apostello. Alam ko yung word na yun. That means to be sent out as if ambassadors. To send out as if you are the representative of this person. Jesus sent out those disciples to represent him. Going out in the, in the power and authority of Jesus Christ. Who wants to be sent out that way? Wouldn't that be amazing? Jesus himself sending you out. 
And look at his promise. You will receive, once again, what's that word? Power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. What's the purpose of that power? So that you will be witnesses. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria. Sometimes me, I like to share the word of God. I like to pray over someone and to tell them, even prophetically, that you know what? The Lord is talking to you right now. That's what the, the Bible calls prophetic. But you will see His plans. That's what it's like to be sent out in the Holy Spirit. Would you like to be sent out that way? Because there's another way to be sent and it's this word. Everybody say this. One, two, three. Mas gusto ko na maaspostelo na lang ako kaysa maikbalo ako. Kasi yung bantot ng pakinggan eh, no? Ekbalo. But what ekbalo means is kicked out. That's the word that they used when Jesus drove the demons out of that man. Remember that man? He said the demons were legion. And then napunta yung mga demonyo dun sa mga baboy. Tapos naging lechon sila. Nahulog pala sila sa bangin. But that's the word they used for Jesus. Naikbalo sila. They were driven out. And that's the word that was used for the church. That when the Holy Spirit went, went down on them, and they received it, and they became witnesses, you know what? In the Bible, nothing happened for seven chapters across the borders of Jerusalem. They still stayed inside Jerusalem. They still stayed in their worship service. They still kept coming week in, week out, just listening to the word. But they didn't share. They didn't cross their borders for seven whole, maybe it's days, I don't know how long, but chapters in the book. And what happened? There was persecution happened. Christians started dying. Christians started getting imprisoned. Christians started getting tortured. First Christian that was stoned under this persecution was Stephen. And there, that's, that's Saul right there looking, this man, Saul approving this who would later become one of the greatest missionaries ever, the Apostle Paul. But this ekbalo, there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all, what's the result? Scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, maybe to the ends of the earth. In fact, if this did not happen, maybe you, none of us would be here today. Would you prefer to be apostelod? Or ekbalod. <laughs> because right now, we are sending out missions. And tonight, my heart is, you will see that you ought to be a part of that. God's purpose will always be to use His church for missions. It's not, hindi po siya programa. It's not a program or a project of the church. That's why I'm wearing my kids' ministry shirt now. I was going to wear a suit, kind of to impress you a little bit. But I want to wear my kids' ministry jacket to show you that no matter what ministry you're in, how old you are, where you come from, how much money you have in the bank, every Christian is called to join God in His mission. He will not change. There is no plan B. He's going to use us, church. God's purposes are found in His mission. God will fulfill His mission of evangelizing the whole world through the church, no matter what happens. In fact, that ekbalo is kind of like what happened to us. There was not persecution. Something else pushed us. And it's the concern I told you about a while ago. It's poverty. Because of this poverty, so many of our brothers and sisters went abroad 
to look for opportunities there. And now we're receiving countless stories of families being saved because a Filipino nurse ministered to them or a Filipino domestic helper took care of their children or gave care to their elders. Countless of stories. But I'd still rather be Apostello than Iqbalod, right? What would you choose? God's purpose is in His mission. Next. It's going to be a personal story, man. God's provision. You all know that Paul, the missionary, was supported. He was a tent maker, so he supported himself. But people also supported him who were not part of his congregation. Paul the apostle, people supported him. And you have countless stories of that as well. But I want to share my story. Okay, Lahuba? Let me confess to you. I've never been on a mission. Huh? Last year. My very first mission was this year. Nung July. My very first 10 days mission was this year. Ito pong July lang nakaraan. And this was very problematic po for me. I really needed to see the provision of God. Alam niyo po kung bakit? Ready ka na, honey? My wife is here. Can we give her a hand? My wife, come here to support me. Wala niya. Kasi inaway ako ng asawa ko. She was not... <laughs> Bear with me para madiridim ko sa ending to. Okay? <laughs> But she would not support my mission trip. Why? Kasi hindi ko siya pinayagan sumama sa akin. I did not allow her to come with me. And I say, our, our son was just three years old. And for me, it didn't matter where you'd be. Kahit kasama niya, biena niya, that's three years old. Tumitsura niya, oh. Kahit comfort room, di niya alam eh. Iiwanan mo ba naman yan? So sabi ko, don't. Honey, it's too much that one of us is going. You need to stay with him. Okay? I love my in-laws. They're the most amazing people. But it doesn't matter who he'd be with. I would not leave my three-year-old son. So, my wife, no support. I was building my team. Teaching them to pray and be prophetic and discern the Lord. No attendance from my wife. I would want to ask her, how do I start... Uh, you know, training these people. What kind of program should I give to them? NR for my wife. <laughs> wow. What happened to forever? <laughs> Love you, honey. So the deadline started coming closer and closer. And suddenly, the local church does this. The church of the nation where I'm going to. I'm not allowed to speak which nation I go to to protect uh, the work that we're doing there and our missionaries over there. Would that be alright? So, we, the nation that I went to, uh, they suddenly called, the local church called, and they said, can we have a prophetic marriage and parenting training? And I went, wow, perfect. How can I, how can I teach a parenting and marriage seminar without my wife. So nag-request sila, I could go to our, to every, uh, to our every nation office of, of missions and say, you know, the local church is requesting. So I got the permission of our every nation church. I got the permission of our senior pastor. And he says, yeah, she can go. She didn't do the training, but since the local church requested, she's what they call a tag-along. Okay, and, and this would be perfect. Hindi kailangan buong 10 days. Wala siya kasama anak, may yung anak ko. So, okay, just got five days. So we got their permission, but the condition was, it was our personal funds. And let me tell you now, it takes thousands of dollars to join a 10-day mission. Ah, oh, Dina! Stay with me here and see how God provides. 
Because throughout this whole time, week in, week out, palapit ng palapit yung deadline that we'd be flying out. And she was even telling me, hindi ka naman naghanap ng pera para sa atin. <laughs> we were able to manage half of what we needed. The amazing thing was, the Saturday before I was to leave, someone approaches us who had come from that nation and said, we want to bless your mission trip. We want to bless that nation. Yeah, okay. A lot of people were doing that. People we didn't know. And this man gives me the envelope and I said, okay, thank you so much. Can I pray for you? Thank you. And I told him, you know what? Pununa kami support. My team had enough to go. Could I use this for my wife who the local church is requesting to go there? And he says, yes, that's the way I want to bless them through family, marriage, and parenting. So he gives it to us and we pray for him. And then when we get home, and we're just praying for more to come in, we open the envelope and it covers all the rest that we needed. Yes! Give the Lord a hand for that. We have countless stories of people sa airport na sila and people kept coming up to them and giving them something for the trip. God provides in this mission. But you know what? That's not the provision I'm talking about. Not yet. Hold on. Okay? Because this is what happened. My wife's visa got withheld. We were already over there in that country, in that city, and we were waiting, when are you coming? When are you coming? Oh, the visa is stuck in the embassy. I have to provide this document, this. Then the next day, another document, another one. And we're like, when are you coming? And, you know, my wife had to go through so many things over here just to get here on her own. My wife is the most strategic person in the world. She is brilliant. She is strategic. She knows all the, she knows all the things. She, to, to get Uber, she does it for me. <laughs> but she was really taxed. She had to do so many things. You're amazing, honey. So she chatted with me one during in the middle of our mission trip where here I am blessing and serving our church there and she texts me, she chats with me and says, Ikaw kasi. Sana nung umpisa pa lang, sinabihan mo na akong sumama sa'yo. <laughs> Alam mo, pagkakamali ko, nag, nagbigay ako ng Bible verse. Honey, the Lord shall provide. <laughs> ganyan, ganyan. Anong ba't mo ako binibigyan ng Bible verse? Hindi mo ako naiintindihan. Hindi <laughs> nag-work yung Bible verse. <laughs> but husbands, you know that you know, Bible verses don't really work in the heat of an argument, right? <laughs> anyway, that's what happened. And I said, oh, no, look. Sige, honey, pray pa tayo. <laughs> the next day, I called the local church pastor. Mag-meeting tayo. Let's, let's talk about infrastructure at yung operations ng church. In the five minutes, oh, ito na sistema natin. Let's do this, let's do this. Okay, oh, tapos na yan. Pastor, do you and your fight fight? You and your wife fight, rather? Nag-aaway ba kayo? Ginanong ko na lang siya. And for the rest of the two hours and the rest of the day, I asked the local church, humingi ako ng support ba? <laughs> Minister to me, my wife won't support me. <laughs> and we talked about Marriage and the ministry. Oh, you know, it's so hard to be a married, a married person, a marriage pastor out there in the nations. Parang superman, eh? everybody wants something from you. And they all think you're the solution to all their problems. So we had a really amazing time. Obviously, I'm the more relational one. Even my wife will admit that. <clears throat> the visa was withheld. In fact, it was finally approved 
Pauwi na po kami. <sighs> so she got back. She has all this support, all these funds. And so what are we going to do? And we prayed and we prayed. And you know what? We felt God said, my purpose, remember, his purpose is in his mission. My purpose is for you to connect with the wives. And I want you to give your fund support back to them. I said, well, God wants to do this. So once again, we got permission. And now my wife goes there on her own. With no official covering and support. Now, let me mind you, this is not the way every nation does missions, okay? That's not the way. That was God's different circumstance. We're actually blessed that if you want to join a mission, every nation is one of the most amazing organizations to join a mission with because they're very good in their system. So she's there on her own with the blessing of the church. And let me tell you this, she accomplished almost as much as my five-man team did in the 10 days that were there, in the three days that she was actually on in that city. And this is something she never thought she'd accomplish. And this is in the area of relationships. <laughs> she would admit herself, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. But when she goes over there, people who would not tell, talk to us would tell their secrets to her. There was this one girl during all the trainings and she would always be withdrawn and, and you know, uh, secretive. When she comes, she reveals that she had, she had a history of abuse. There were other stories of fatherlessness and clinical depression. Sakanya sinabi. Wow. In their kids' church, six unbelieving kids accepted the gospel. Tigisa kami, nung kami mission trip namin, sakanya anim. Daya. And today, oh, maybe their kids, they enjoy the kids' church. No, the kid comes to her afterwards and the kid says, Teacher, what am I gonna do? I don't believe in the gods of my parents anymore. He understands what he got into. People get saved. Relationships. God provides. But that's not yet the provision that I'm talking about. <laughs> Are you see, wow, God provided all this? Wow, amazing God. But for me, this is what God provided for me on my mission trip. I'd been praying for this. Lord, would you give me a stronger marriage? And I realized that by God separating us, honey... He made us stronger for one another, no? She comes home, she comes home more trustful of God. Abay, kinakausap pala ako ni Lord. God actually speaks to my husband. And my, I'm accountable to him to submit to his leadership. He's able to trust the leadership that God gave me. And I learned to be secure even without my wife, to make decisions, to lead a team, to serve. Just by following God. I was more secure in that. And now, I'm pretty sure the enemy is going to try to, you know, give us conflict again, honey. <laughs> but I believe we're stronger and there's no one I would rather go through life with than you, honey. Oh. Brilliant woman. Provision. You must singles, Jan. Who's the salad? I'm so busy. Oh, India. 
Just to be clear, bawal magkalablay pag nasa mission. <laughs> Alright. God provides. His provision is in His mission. Next. Oh man, God's presence is so thick in His mission. I'll just share you stories. These are long stories about what happened nung naikbalo yung church. These are some really spiritual epic adventures that happened to them. In Acts 8, right? Nung sinipa na sila because of the persecution. One of them, Philip, started preaching and proclaiming Christ in Samaria. Through a people that used to be the enemies of the Israelites, of the Jews. He preaches there. I'll read a little bit. Philip went down to the city of Samaria, proclaimed the Messiah there. There were there were impure spirits that came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. Wow! People got saved. In fact, there was a man. I'll just, I'll just give you the summary. There was a man who was called Simon, and they, said, and they, they dubbed him the great power of God. Or the power of God that is great. They called him great. A magician, a sorcerer. And when he met Philip, he surrendered his life to Jesus and kept following Philip. The power of God destroys every kind of deceiving authority. That's what the power of God does. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Oh, but wait, that's just the word of God. Wala pa yung Holy Spirit dyan. Because in the next act of this acts, Peter and John go. They heard that people receive the gospel in Samaria. And they go, wait a minute, what about the Holy Spirit? So they go there, they lay their hands on the people, and the Holy Spirit comes down upon them. They're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the Bible doesn't describe it, but once again, Simon the sorcerer, remember him? The great power? He sees something when the Holy Spirit descends on them. And he says, Gusto yan! Give me that! How much will it take? Just let me, let me give this Holy Spirit power with my hands. See, Peter and John, you can't buy his, this gift with money. Repent right now for your bitterness. What an amazing thing this must have been. This event for the Holy Spirit, God's presence to be on this mission. When I was going to the nation, there were these cities that I saw from the airplane and God gave me a vision. Not, it was, my vision is never really as clear as this one. This one was like a movie. I would see the cityscape and because there are so many buildings, the, dark, the shadows in between the buildings would creep up and up trying to cover the whole land. But then I saw suddenly bright light tearing the heavens and shining upon that city, dispelling the shadows and the darkness. And then if, as the camera pans out, but as I looked up at the light and the clouds, there was a city on top of the clouds. And I felt God saying, in this place, where there used to be these empires and nation building, I will bring my own kingdom. But it will be a kingdom of peace. So get the children ready, I want them to hear my voice. And I even drew a little sketch of it. And then when we touched down, my team, there was another member of my team who got the same vision. She drew it on her notebook as well. And so when we compared, it's the same. Light shining on the city. So we couldn't help but share that to the local church. And they said, okay, tomorrow, prophetic training. Next day, prayer meeting, prayer meeting, prayer meeting. Wow. It, it established what we'd be doing for, for that mission trip. And you think, okay, vision. 
Eh, si Pastor, magaling lang mag-imagine yan. Let me tell you the story of a guy. I'm just gonna keep it there in the Holy Spirit. A young man named, tago natin sa pangalang, Isaac. We had a prophetic training there. Receiving vision from God. And one of the experiments I don't like to do because it's a big risk is that we have volunteers prophesy, share the word of God, share a vision of God, na nakatalikod. So they can't look at the person they're praying over. They can't even tell whether that's a girl, how old. You know, because when you look at someone, oh, you're a student, maybe uh, your studies are, the Lord is saying that your studies are so hard for you. So nakatalikod yung boy. And this young man said, you know, I, God is giving me a vision of young people and they're moving. But they're not moving in any direction. They're just, they're just moving around. And then the person behind him started laughing. And of course, afterwards, well, of course, the vision continues. And the, and the boy says, boy Isaac says, somebody needs to give direction to these youth. To tell them where to go and where to move. And the person, the girl behind him laughs and laughs and we ask her, why are you laughing? Well, because where I live, right in front is a youth community center. And every day I go out there, I see the young people and you know what they're doing? They're dancing. That's what they like to do. They're moving with no direction. Not going anywhere. And that boy Isaac, he said, wow. I can actually do this. I can actually hear from God. He is a true person who talks to me, who shares with me. For me, honestly, that is an even greater miracle to know that God is here and He shares with us. Lastly, there was another person, another woman, another story of God's presence. And when, his, when God's presence is there, His power and His protection are also there. When one of our prophetic prayer meetings, there was one woman that my, one of my members goes to and, the, and he said, you're hiding something. This woman was hiding something. Apparently, she had a, a fight with one of the other church members. And my, my team member says, you need to bring that out. You need to re- let God restore this. And later on, that woman, let's call her Ruth, Ruth approaches my team member and says, can I talk to you later, privately? Okay. And we go to the leader, of course. This woman wants to talk to her privately. What, what's that about? And the leader says, Ay, she's a policewoman. If you're in a creative access nation, that means they're not very open to the gospel. And if you're found sharing the gospel to the locals, the police officers are, are duty-bound to report you and have you deported. Whoops. Policewoman. And so what are we going to do? Don't meet her na lang. But the leader said, no, well, let's, let's see what happens. And so we minister to her. And we, she really does have broken relationships in her life. And we proclaim God's love for her can mend any brokenness. Do you need God's presence in your life? It's in His mission. And that woman was prophesying. We proclaimed to her that no longer will you be a persecutor of the church, but you'll be one of the strongest protectors of the church. And that's what she is now. Amazing. The presence and power of God. In one of our prayer meetings, and we were really high in the presence of God, one of the members sent a picture. And he said that for five seconds, this is what the sky looked like while you were having your prayer meeting. There was a light rending the heavens. 
and my city, my kingdom of peace, I will bring to this city. And I want my children to hear my voice. In fact, if you go over that to that city and you prophesied, prayed for them prophetically, telling like what I did to you, Daniel, you know, the Lord wants to say to you, my son, my daughter, dun palang iiyak na sila. Because of the culture of fatherlessness. Everywhere I turn, my team members, because they would pray this, because the presence of God is in His mission. In fact, right now, if you have all these concerns, let me tell you, do you need God's purpose? Let me make it personal for you. You will see and you will find and discover more of God's presence for you in His mission. You will feel and see more of God's provision in His mission. You will feel and be embraced by more of God's presence in His mission. And this presence is for you. This provision is for you. This purpose is for you. That's why last week we asked you to do this, right? We asked you to what? To give. You have the forms that are in there, and I'm praying. Let the Holy Spirit talk to you now. Do you want you giving makes you join this mission? Everything I've talked about, you are a part of that by your giving, by your praying. Not yung naglalakad ka, Lord, I pray for Israel, and then tapos na. But to really get down on your knees. Lord, I know your heart for Israel. I know your heart for Japan. I know your heart even for the Philippines. Lord, I pray for these countries. The Lord said, right, let my house be a house of prayer for the nations. Make disciples of all nations. Pray. Finally, maybe some of you right now is listening to the story and say, you're thinking maybe God wants you to go. God wants you to go. Because the answers to your concerns, what you're going through right now, think about what are you concerned about? You didn't know you were listening to this message all night and you're thinking, and I'm having concerns. The answer is in his mission. Because every single one of us here are here because someone went beyond his borders. Someone crossed, crossed culture, Cross a distance, someone cross creation so that you would find joy and peace and a home. He lived the life that we should have lived, but we could never do that. So that when He gave His life for us, that perfect life, we would have a record of righteousness before God. Now, whenever every single one of us comes to believe in what this missionary did, there is no more barrier between us and God. There is no more border between us and God. I want to leave you with this last thought. It's God who built this church, isn't it? Siya naman yung nagmahal eh. Hindi naman tayo. And He really showed it to us. So it's God who built this church. Are you thankful that you're part of the church that God built? But you know why He built that church? He built it so that we would be with Him. No, he wants you to just to be with him. Join him. Maybe you're here and you're, you're just satisfied with listening to the message. No, join him. Maybe you're, you're, 
you're afraid of taking the next step in where your walk is I don't know to join a victory group to do one to one join him because God built his church to join him in his mission let me give you this last picture if we're not joining him in his mission it's like a couple that lives under the same roof but doesn't even sleep in the same room there is a part of God's heart that we're missing out by not joining him in this mission in any way but what he has for us when we join him is so much more of him Lord in all honesty whatever we pray for whatever we do you are enthroned you're enthroned despite us you're, just, you're enthroned despite what we're going through you're enthroned you are the king you are the lord of all but we hear you right now saying to us come join me come join me in what I'm doing I share so much of myself in this mission in what I'm doing some of you do want to give don't do it because you heard Pastor Carlos say it but do it because you see God enthroned and you want Him enthroned in every nation for every tribe and for every color until that vision comes true that all colors, all tribe, all nations will bow down and worship the Lord our God Lord we'll do it we'll give Father for some of us right now that we you're, you're inviting us to come pray some more would you do that? Would you spend more time praying? When I wake you up, maybe 5 o'clock in the morning, that's the reason you're waking up because I'm inviting you. Join me. I want to pray for the children of this world. Join me, pray. And some of you right now, listen. And I want you to do this. If you feel that God is calling you to join a mission, to go, Would you touch your heart right now? Any country, any nation, any time. doesn't have to be tomorrow. Just touch your heart right now. You know why? Because you need protection. You need this to be a calling from God and not because you're emotional during a service. Lord, let your calling ring true. Let it be irrevocable. And no matter how, Lord, may your purposes be made clear. May your provision be made tangible and material. And may your presence and your power and your protection, Lord, be with those who go as well as with those who pray as well as bless those, Lord, who give. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters. Let this, Lord, be a moment of sending. Everybody say, send me. It doesn't have to be a country. Maybe the Lord is sending you to join a victory group. Maybe the Lord is sending you to start doing one-to-one stuff. Finally, not just week in, week out, listen to that announcement about Victory Weekend. But now the Lord is sending you, inviting you. Come do one-to-one with someone. You come see me. You'll join me. I pray for them, Lord, my brothers and sisters. Bless them, Lord. One last prayer. These are wonderful stories. But you're thinking, Lord, I don't even, I don't even know what you're about. Hearing your words, 
What's this prophecy thing? This presence thing? That all comes from a relationship with God. And I'm telling you right now, all He wants you to do is join Him. Not in the missions. That'll be sometime later. But if you don't have a relationship with God, He's inviting you to join Him in a relationship with Him. And if you want to do that tonight, very clearly I hear Him inviting you and telling you, at the count of three, just raise your hand and we will pray for you. You'll never have to do anything alone. There'll never be any other barrier between you and God. Lord, ayoko na nang harang. I want to be with you. At the count of three, just raise your hand if you want to give your life to God, to Jesus Christ, and have a personal relationship with Him. One, two, three. God. Ah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all those who want to come to you. Father, bless them right now. In fact, why don't we declare this right now once again? Just even for those who want to join missions, let's once again bow down, repent before God. Bow our heads. And everybody say, Lord Jesus, who am I that you are mindful of me? I repent of all my sin and declare that you are my Lord and Savior. You died on the cross in my place. And you rose again to put me in my place with you. Would you raise your hand, brothers and sisters? Lord, we just want to give you you, all the glory because you did it. You planned it. You did it. You accomplished it. And now we are here because you sent someone to share the good news to me. Once again, Lord, pierce our concerns and show us that only the good news, only Jesus deserves all the glory and can save us from anything the enemy tries to hold on to us for. Anything the enemy tries to push us against and throw at us. And as you have freed us, Lord, let's raise freed hands. We just want to give you all the glory. Everybody say all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, bless your people. Make your face shine upon them and give them much, much peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. We all say, Amen.